Hi, I'm Stuart Huff. At night, I'm a stand-up comedian, but during the day, I spend my time roaming through junk shops that hopefully smell like mildew. I'm not looking for antiques. No, I'm looking for items that spark my curiosity. And if they're the right price, then they come home with me. This podcast is accurately named Stuart Huff's Obsessive Curiosities. Okay, everybody, welcome to another episode of Stuart Huff's Obsessive Curiosities. Woo! Thank you very much. I memorized that and I got it down. Here's the deal right off the bat. Uh, All right. Uh, I'm very excited about my guest today. Uh, All three are comedians. Mm -hmm. All three are curious and interesting. And all three have, uh, how do I put this? Let's say bizarre interests outside of comedy. Okay. Would you agree with that? I'd go with that. Would you agree with that? For me. Our families? Well, yeah, your family's weird. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I would agree. Right. All right, let's go uh, counterclockwise. Sitting across from me is Garrett Elzinger, who I call the Red Wiggler. That's right. But that nickname has not caught on. It's not I, sticking. It's I like not it. sticking at all. <laughs> but uh, Garrett, I met Garrett, I don't know, I'm bad with years, so I'm, years ago, right? Oh, it's been a long time. It was yeah. some taxidermy bar that did stand up. It was a one-nighter. Really? Nuego, I think it was. Nuego, Michigan. Yeah, I don't remember the, yeah. I remember the bar, because it had a giant buffalo head behind us. Oh, oh that's Louie's. Lu- oh, okay. You guys meet at Louie's? No, it was some, it was like, she had like, uh, llama, oh, llamas or some shit. I do remember yeah. that place. That's where we met? Yeah. I think I was distracted from Stuff the taxidermy. I would, uh, it's a ton of stuff. It's not just one thing. It yeah. was like she ostriches had, and yeah, fucking and giraffes. A giraffe. She had a giraffe. Yeah. Wow, and turn and I remember the story because I, ceilings. you know, I tried to buy a lot of that stuff. <laughs> yeah, she had high ceilings. Yeah, I tried to buy a lot of it from her, and she wouldn't sell me anything. Yeah, but uh, she had a few pieces of interesting taxidermy, and then someone in town had this bizarre collection, and and, and yeah, and wheeled it to her. I think so. Most of the stuff in there was someone had died and and gave it to her. So and she still wouldn't sell it. Yep. See, to me, it's not a. De- it's not the memory is not. That's when I met Garrett. It's that's that woman Tax that wouldn't Derby. sell me that giraffe. Yeah. Wait. So did you run into each other there doing stand up? <clears throat> we were on the same show, right? Yep. I that's featured. An interesting venue. I right? emceed yeah. slash featured, and then you headlined. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it was it was very strange, very weird thing. I bombed for fifteen minutes, and then it was like, oh, okay, we like this guy, and then I introduced you. I remember that? Wow. I remember the giraffe. <laughs> I've been. Uh, I'm, I always say this when we're talking about taxidermy. I've never killed an animal. I'm not a hunter, uh, but once it's been done and someone's taxidermied it, then I'm interested. In it. Mm-hmm. Especially if it's a possum. I wonder what the. <laughs> I think you've mentioned possums easily 45 times this I'm, week. I'm, lo- I'm really starting to really have an affinity for possums. Yeah. For for I'm sorry to interrupt, Brent, but. Uh, for a long time, my favorite animals were uh, armadillo or possums hmm. because I identify with both of them. You do. Yes. 
but so just playing dead. <clears throat> yeah, very much. <laughs> here comes a human. Pretend like I'm not here. <laughs> That's to me. It's it. so great. Sitting the fetal position. They always have a pouch with weird shit in it. You know what I mean? <laughs> I identify with the possums. They won't come out during the day. You know, if you see a possum during the day, that's a troubled one. It's bad, <laughs> you know? right? Yeah. Yeah, they stay up all night because no one's around. Great. I love it. Possums out during the day, it's just smoking. <laughs> yeah. I identify with possums so much. That's great. I really do. And I think they're oddly cute. And people are like, oh, they're so gross. No, they're not. They're perfectly hideous to ward off any humans. Mm. People don't want to come near them. They think they're gross. I think that's fair. Yeah. Yeah. And I wish I had a bald tail. (laughs) (laughs) How fun would it be? I love it. What a closer would that be? (laughs) They're prehensile, right? Well, I don't know what you're talking about. They can wrap stuff. They can wrap their tail around stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. I had... Can't they hang from their tail? Yes. Probably. Yes. It's very... That tail is very muscular. Okay, so Garrett and I met at a beautiful thing, uh, and we also have with us uh, Nardo's Osterhart. Is, Perfect. Did I say it correctly? You sure did. That's great. Um, I don't. Where did we meet? I feel like we met at Grins. I think we met at Grins. Yeah, absolutely. And I feel like I was sitting in the back of the room watching open mic, and I don't remember what year it was, and you went up, and I giggled. Aww. And and, uh, and and giggled and giggled. You know what I mean? I love that. Like, and let me let me let me really say what that what that means to me is, we're all comics here, right? Absolutely. So I watch someone go up, and I'll go, "That's a good joke. Mm-hmm. That's a good joke." You know that feeling where you just dead inside, and you don't laugh at anything anymore. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like this art form has sucked all your love out. And but when you actually giggle, then it, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It wasn't so, this art form. It wasn't that, that sucked on my life. It was earlier. Yeah, it was earlier. Well, yeah. that means a lot, Stuart. Yeah. So, uh, and your your one woman show, which I officially have not seen. You may never see it. I've kind of retired. And you have no show. recordings of it. I do actually. Do you? Yeah. I'm oh. not kidding. I would like to hear it. Well, I would love to call you up sometime and. Do, do it play, over the phone. Play it over the phone. I think, I think that'd be great. I'll just read the script for 45 Because you went to uh, Fringe Festival and Thanks did the show. Thanks to you. Well, yeah, but that's, yeah. it's not me. It's you went and did it. Yes, you're right. And they loved it. Well, I had a great time. It was it was a perfect uh, fit for my one-woman show. So, yeah, I had a yeah. really good time. I knew it would be. Uh, and then to my left, that's uh, Nardos and Garrett are on, on the other end on uh, the opposite side of the table and to my left is Brent and y- you know do you know how, you, how I have your name written in my phone no. it's Brent Kalamazoo Meister and I don't know why that happened <laughs> that works Garrett calls me Brent Kalamazoo when he brings me up on stage no you, I call you Vaughn well you I think after I yelled at you oh oh okay. <laughs> I can't imagine <laughs> I you yelling remember. at anybody it's, what? it's Brent I, Vaughn Kalamazoo that's a figure of speech yes yeah. Brent Von Kalamazoo. Yeah. yeah. Let me look spent, at my phone. I spent very little time coming up with that name, and then I got stuck with it. Uh, because I had just done a hundred shows under that name without bothering to change it. I have a friend, and his name is Viet. V-I-E-T. Right? Sure. Very funny comedian. Mm-hmm. Right? Uh-huh. And I met him in Atlanta. Twins. He has a twin brother. Okay. Know what his brother's name is? Nam. Stop it. Viet, Nam. Viet nice. and Nam. How did yeah. love that it. happen? Yeah. Parents named him that. His parents, That's yeah. That's great. And I, I don't, I might, I hope I don't get the story wrong, but I, it's been years since I've seen him. But anyway, uh, they're from Vietnam, right? And they sure. moved here and they wanted the kids to remember their heritage and all that. So Viet and Nam. 
Absolutely. Yeah, but it's, they it's, couldn't it's, just keep speaking when I mean, they were in the house. I know, right? <laughs> yeah. I'm glad it's not some white kids. <laughs> yeah. It's appropriation. Yeah. Yeah. As right. long as there wasn't a third sibling called War, that would have been awful. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> All right. Now, you know, Brent, uh, if, if memory serves, I met you in Kalamazoo. Yeah. Right? Probably Shakespeare's. Probably, Maybe which, is, which is kind of an interesting venue. Shakespeare's is the fishing tackle, uh, what word am I, factory, right? They used to make the fishing stuff there, and then it went out of business or whatever, and moved something, and now it was just an empty factory. Well, I mean, when I got to Kalamazoo, it was an empty comedy club that hmm. I, I didn't even know what it used to have been before that. Okay. I knew that it was a comedy club from the 90s that it was the laughing post in the early the, 2000s the the owners snorted up all the money and uh, yep and then it closed and it was closed for a long time and then it reopened at Shakespeare's and eventually uh, they started doing comedy at the basement again right that would be if you really wrote the history of comedy like on a book it would be uh, like the, in the '60s was great intellectual heady Nichols and May Bob and uh, in the time. '70s cocaine came in and then it all kind of started going downhill mm-hmm. pretty much you know? and then it completely died and then the the truly outcasts like yep. the four of us sitting in this room decided I got nothing to do with my life let's keep this going <laughs> let's keep it going yeah yeah and then frat boys and yahoos come out to the show hoping to hear a bunch of sex jokes and then they hear an hour of nerdy history and they get mad mm. end well. of end of history they're not real people so it's okay oh okay hey like <laughs> I assume you take some satisfaction out of that. That's... No, I don't. Actually. It <laughs> robs my soul. You don't enjoy alienating people. No, I really uh, don't. I, re- I really, I really wish that I had the type of personality that kind of did get some enjoyment out of it because I do it so often that it would be nice to enjoy it. But it, it kind of breaks my heart, and that's the truth. Let me. All right, I'm going to. I'm going to tell you guys one story, and we're going, and then we're going to get to some junk. Sure. Because okay, um, we've been rambling. Um, so I'm doing a fundraiser for the Humane Society, right? Okay. And they tell me, uh, they told me this ahead of time, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, they said, we don't want you to offend anybody in political, no, just, it's just a fundraiser. And I was like, great, yeah, okay. You know, it's, I, I, I like the Humane Society, you know? Uh, so, sure. So I go up, and there's a kid, I say kid, he's probably 30, and he's in the front row with a Make America Great Again hat on, right? And, and I'm just like, okay. And I start just doing old bits, old stories that aren't going to, you know, that don't really have any kind of... Absolutely. You know? And everybody's laughing. It's going well. We're having a good time. There's a good turnout at 25 bucks a ticket, too, which is good. So we're supporting the Humane Society. Everything's going great. So this Make America Great Again hat is really laughing hard. And it made, kind of, it made me happy. It was mm-hmm. like, he's laughing hard, you yeah. know? And then I just, I don't know, this thought, it just popped in my head. I thought, I wonder how hard he would be laughing if he knew that I didn't like Donald Trump hmm. would it change you know so at some point he yelled he heckled me but it was a nice heckle like hell yeah like sure. the, fr- the friendly help mm-hmm. the heckle yeah. yeah and I I didn't mean to do it it just came out I went yeah I went you like that one he goes yeah and I said would you have liked it if you know I'm a democrat and then he just shut down <laughs> oh, <laughs> no it just, it just like blank you look. can't even be funny anymore yeah that's it. 
And then his like couple buddies around him were like, "Oh, he burned you. He got you." You know. Yeah. And oh man, that's not even. That wasn't even a burn, really. Not really. No. Just, just me just saying. I'm. You know. Yeah. That's not. So anyway, and I just kept going, and I told another story, and he never came back. He never started laughing really? again. Yeah, and it was really like, I was more sad than mad, but I was still a little mad. And then I'm sad for him. Yeah. So then maybe ten minutes after this, I mean, for a full ten minutes, just staring at me. Wow. And then I went, what What happened? Why aren't you laughing? And he didn't say anything. He just mm-hmm. stared at me with this angry look. And I went, I'm just kidding. Mm-hmm. I'm not a Democrat. I'm a Republican, you idiot. <laughs> Immediately starts laughing again. Wow. You were kidding. Not kidding. Man. Immediately starts. So there's oh. your hypothesis proven, right? Yeah. Oh. And wow. it really broke my heart. Yeah. I was just like, yes, the guy's an idiot. Yeah, he's all this, you know, whatever. But really, that's just pathetic. So I... That's and that's the usually the way I feel. It's like some table's mad at me. It's it's more like oh god, this society sucks. Yes, it's just uh, you know? monkey behavior. Yeah, yeah. All right, and with that, here we're gonna do something very. This I think this is the first. This is definitely the first time this has happened, and I'm excited about this. <laughs> Brent von Kalamazoo has brought a briefcase. Literally, Nardos, am I right? Oh, you're right. He's brought a briefcase. First, first of all. You're uh, teaching. What? Give us a little history before you open this briefcase full of uh, Pulp Fiction gold. Uh, well, <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what I imagined. Uh, I no longer uh, do this. I, I still work in teaching, but I used to teach a college class on religions of the world. Religions I of the world. I took a degree in it, and then I took another degree in it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've got all kinds of stuff around my house related to this. And... Uh, you know, a, a debt that will reach six figures before I pay it down at all. Nice. <laughs> Living the American dream right yeah. there. Yeah. That, Which and, comes in handy today. Mm-hmm. Sure. <laughs> Absolutely. And I think that's when we met, you walked up and we immediately started talking about religion. And we pretty, pretty much well, haven't stopped. Uh, it was in your set, yeah. Oh, I was talking about something in religion. Yeah. It was probably God hates Anne. Uh, it could have uh, been era. Yeah. But so Brent's brought some stuff in his briefcase, and I've recently, I think, I've texted you and asked you. I text Brent religious questions, and I, what, am I right about this? Am I wrong? Mm-hmm. You know. So he's a okay. Let's crack open this briefcase. Okay, I just what? I took the other thing out, but I I wanted this one to be in here because. Oh, makes a are good we going to start with here the big we go. C? Well, there you go. There's the click. Ah, uh, there's the yeah, click. The satisfying Woo! noise, and here is the thing I wanted okay. to show you. All the you drugs. Able. You. You've heard the podcast before. You describe it. Tell us what it is. Well, uh, first I want to reveal it and get a reaction from people. Yeah. Oh, boy. Oh, wow. Wow. (laughs) It's so thick. (laughs) (laughs) This is a book. Love it. This is a German German copy of the Quran. How fascinating. Uh, And on the cover is a picture of the Prophet Muhammad. Wow. And that, Which we yeah. should never see. There you go. That is what people think. Uh, but there's more than one kind of Islam. Now, which one is he? The one that, that looks like a deer? Or is he the one riding the <laughs> deer? Wait, wait a minute. Garrett, you, I want you to describe to the listeners yes. what that picture... Just describe what you see. What's what does it look you like? S- okay, so you see a... Um, it's clearly a deer-type animal with a woman's head and a crown. Uh, they're both white. And then um, Muhammad is just riding on top of it. 
not it, like writing it as uh, get me to from point A to point B. And there's like gold flame. It's a beautiful painting. It's I think it's it is gorgeous. gorgeous, but uh, it's very strange. It's so weird to look at. Yeah, I, I saw Dur, this. Dirk Haran. Yeah, Dare Haran. Dare. Okay. I, I saw this on a table of like some professor was clearing out their office, mm-hmm. and uh, there were some books there. And uh, I think I have another book here that we might get to that's from that same table. And I was like, holy crap, is that what I think that is? Yeah. Right. Uh, and I, I recognized the art style. Because... Um, As what, Middle Eastern? or? Well, it's, it's, uh, it is Middle Eastern, but it's uh, Persian, probably. Okay. Mm. Uh, as How did you Iran. know it was Muhammad? Uh, that is a picture... Well, for one thing, I'd seen a picture of Muhammad in that art style. Okay. Um, and that is a recognizable scene from the Quran. Um, there is a... An anecdote. There's a story in the Quran about, uh, and I'm, I, I should know this better, but I'm not sure whether it's a dream or a vision. Uh, but he goes to bed one night, and overnight, uh, he takes a magical journey from, I believe, Mecca. Point A to uh, <laughs> Jerusalem. Point B. Uh, on uh, you just offended half a million people. I know I did. <laughs> on the back of. Uh, what I'm going to, what I often refer to as a Pegasus, but it's obviously, I'm anglicizing that because it's more of a deer horse with a human head wearing yeah. a crown. Yeah, I love that. that wow. I that love magically that. flies him to Jerusalem, uh, and then back uh, in the morning. Yeah. So he has this vision of going to uh, the old Holy Land. So he from was the tripping. New Holy Land. Nice. Oh, interesting. So this, this I'm sure there's no chance that any one of the prophets in any of the religions were ever tripping. Yeah, I'm sure. There's, there couldn't have been any chance. That <laughs> no. So this book was just on a table, your professor's mm-hmm. retiring, and you uh, you were, uh, boom, Muhammad yeah. on the Quran. And I was trying to learn German at the time. I forgot. Wow, so this, this so checked I, a lot of boxes yeah. for you. Wow. Yeah, and I'm like, I want a picture of the prophet Muhammad. Uh, peace be upon him. Um, <laughs> that's not a joke. You're supposed to do that every time. Oh, really? Uh, if, wow. If you see it in text, it'll have PBUH in parentheses yep. after his name. Interesting. Um, because you're you're supposed to say the reverent thing. But I'm going to... There's an inaudible asterisk after every time we say Muhammad in this. Uh, and imagine PBUH after that so that uh, this isn't more... Uh, dubious and defensive than uh, it already seems. See, I didn't know that. I feel like that shouldn't be held... If, if you don't know something, and you were never told that... Now that I've been told that, I know it. I know yeah. I ruined but it for you, you. No, no, no. That's fine. Ruined what? Now I get to go to heaven. Are you kidding? <laughs> uh, I just I hate the idea. You a pass on that one. Well, I'm also going to shit on how he has one eyebrow in that picture, but... Well, he, that's cosmetic, and now you're just being judged. <laughs> yeah, the other one is faint for some reason. Yeah, it's so strange. I don't know the story behind that. But I just feel like it's an Wait interesting thing it about... He's, he's winking and pointing. Ooh. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I just think it's interesting that if you don't know something, people do really hold that against you. You know, like, like I've, this is a religion thing, but I've brought this up with my mother before about um, the idea that... So if you are mentally handicapped and you're unable to process the idea of Jesus and salvation and all that stuff, 
and you die without ever being saved, quote unquote, in the religious Christianity faith, Mm -hmm. are you able to go to heaven? And she says no. And I go, well, that's fucking ridiculous. That's her opinion. That's ridiculous. And exactly. Of course. That's the opinion of like a billion people if you actually get into the official doctrine of their faith. Yep. Uh, they may not personally emphasize that. People without capacity that. are doomed to hell yes. because they people can't like, people appreciate. who were not born somewhere where they could be like Christian try- or if they couldn't learn. But uh, that's not what my priest taught me, for example, in college. But that's again well, thing where it's like all you know, branching into different. Yeah, which is Catholics kind of have a lot of nuance for that because they they used to have a uh, limbo. Yeah, absolutely. Um, which you know is a it's a suburb of hell uh, where <laughs> not people, as hot. It, it's not Sorry. hot at all. Um, it's it's just kind of boring. But there's a lot of interesting people there who didn't happen to be Christian. That was who would have gone I'll to say. heaven if they had been. What, all the Native Americans. Uh, yeah. The but, the, the Jewish people who uh, lived before Christ. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, virtuous heathens or virtuous pagans, they like to say. Uh, I the want, Greek philosophers. Me. Virtuous pagan or <laughs> pagan pagan. The, yeah, pagan. No, I. I, I'd like to go. That <laughs> Aristotle and Socrates are there. Jimi Hendrix. See, in college, my priest, we used to have these sessions like every quarter where we mm-hmm. could stump the priest. Mm-hmm. And people would ask him questions like that. And I remember he had like my favorite response, which was, it's not a knowledge of God that saves, it's God's grace that mm-hmm. saves. And that was good yeah, enough for me. Yeah, but this is kind of, <laughs> this is what Nardo said is exactly what we're talking about here. Muhammad, this is an image Muhammad, that yes. this is sacrilegious, mm-hmm. right? Well, it is to certain mm-hmm. people, and that's what mm-hmm. we're talking about. Absolutely. Yeah. So your it's teacher, your professor, that's yeah. his opinion. Yes. Garrett's mother has another opinion. Absolutely. Uh, God is silent. Yes. <laughs> Once again, <laughs> right? <laughs> so, so we end up with this book is non-offensive. And it is offensive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, depends who right? you ask. Depends yes. who you ask. Like yes. uh, people have died, people have been killed because yes. the image. Oh, to this day, they're fighting. The, sure, the versions of mm-hmm. this religion that disagree about this are fighting about about it. Still, yeah. whether or not his image. I mean, the the was it Norway? The cartoonist mm-hmm. was. Yeah, that but was this, what just a decade. This ago, is right? a yeah. a reverently made uh, religious image done in a version of Islam, probably. Uh, Shiism from uh, Iran slash Persia, where for most of history, they didn't think that you couldn't depict Muhammad. In Christianity, they had the same thing where you weren't, like, there's been disagreements about whether or not you could depict Jesus and the saints, or whether it would be sacrilegious and people would be Hmm. worshipping the image instead of the idea. Um, Protestants and Catholics disagree about that. That's why Catholics have a little action figure of Jesus on their uh, cross. Oh, yeah. And uh, Protestants don't. I love that you called it an action I figure. Do. Yes. I, really I do, good. too. And I also, I like the point you made that this book was not made to offend anybody. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, this was... This isn't a... a it's a, to educate, I would think, because this it's was for German, some right? German who wanted right. to convert to Islam or a uh, Persian or Iranian living in Germany, mm-hmm. uh, where that's the language that they use most of the time. This is an actual religious book um, that has religious image on it. It just so happens that most of us only know, we're only familiar with the version of Islam that says no pictures of Muhammad. Yeah. yeah. You, you, you get in trouble, you get shot for that. But even in Saudi Arabia, where they're very strict about it, they, it's not that clear cut. 
Hmm. They can depict him, but not his face. Oh, so so then you're subdivided like out, or like there'll be a veil over. So his you face. could you could you could have uh, a painting of Muhammad, but not the face. You could have the arms and the legs and everything. Uh, yeah, I mean, I've never seen a painting, but I've heard that they have like like our the equivalent of like a Bible storybook where you got pictures of Jesus and the apostles doing mm-hmm. stuff, uh, and it would just be that with children's story versions of what was going on, and then is. It would be like his face was covered under a veil or it was whited out. I love this. And this was published in 1959, so I'm well, not... I think it's a 93 version. 93 read. Okay, but the yeah. original publication, I, when you think about yeah. the context of time, I'm not sure that people back then necessarily yeah, thought that that's, you could uh, do this. Yeah, I don't know. That actually made, I don't know. <laughs> the, the image was Persian at the time. Hmm. Because it wasn't right. Iran until the 70s. See? Wow, okay. <laughs> wow. Okay. Interesting. I love the fact that it gets so... That humans do this. We're like you, you. The argument you you can't have his image. You can. Oh no no no. We can, but not the face. Mm-hmm. You have to cover the face. But wait a minute. I, I, the back can be exposed, but not the front. I, I, you, you know, it's. I love the, the fact that humans have missed the whole damn point. We have the same argument about you eggs know? every year. Like, Absolutely. are eggs good for you or are they bad for you? You know. <laughs> the whites, the yellows, the yolks. What do we? Yeah. yeah wait, wait, Thomas Jefferson's uh, uh, Quran, right? I mean, yeah, what, well, that was a big. You know that story. That was a big. Mm-mm. He, when Jefferson. Do you know this better I than know I the do? Story. You don't know the story. I know that he had one. Um, I, I know that he sort of respected mm, the religion. Yes, he. Well, he was fascinated by all religions, so he had a, an enormous collection of books. Thomas Jefferson, mm-hmm. right? And he had a, a, a Quran in it, you know, and and then he donated or, or gave or sold. I don't remember which word. I don't remember if he sold or gave. Part okay. of me wants to say sold. To I the, don't know. He he owed a lot of money. Yeah, I think <laughs> yeah. His life. Yeah, so I think he. Which sold. is amazing because he owned a lot of slaves, and you'd think he didn't really own them though, because well, I mean, he did. Yes, he, you'd he did think own he them. He wouldn't be in debt his, if you. His creditors already own labor them. force. Oh. Yeah, his creditors already owned, so he uh, could not actually sell his slaves because he didn't own his that he creditors had already taken He was so bad at money. He was horrible at money. That uh, all of his employees were unpaid and he couldn't make a dime. Here's a, we're getting off course now, but but here's a found... Here's Sorry, a fun, I called him employees. <laughs> <laughs> you were clearly joking. Yes, that was humor. Yeah. Uh, George Washington, uh, when he finally accepted the, to be president, which he didn't want to do. Right? I've heard that. He yeah. didn't want it. Uh, when he finally goes, okay, I'll do it. Then he had to get himself from Virginia, right, yep. to New York for the celebration. He didn't have the money to oh get my. there. So he put some feelers out that he needed to borrow some money. No one would lend it to him because he was a credit risk. Wow. They wouldn't give him I money. I did not know this. He wow. had to go through multiple people until eventually someone agreed and gave him some money. And then he blew some of it <laughs> and then oh had to go gosh. back to them. And they were like, this is the reason nobody wants to lend you money, George. He finally got enough to get to New York. To, yeah. Wow. Fucking George. Um, but uh, what, what was I going to say? Yeah, so Thomas Jefferson had his books sent to, and now I'm blanking on the, what it was, it, they're still there. The, like the Smithsonian the, or what? Something like the Smithsonian, the Institute. Library of Congress. Library, I think it's the Library of Congress, something like that. Anyway. And then they, they found out he had a crayon in there. It was very controversial. Should they I'm put sure. it out? Should they not? And it's still, it, it was a huge debate. 
You know, I mean, out of all that, he had like 16,000 volumes, an enormous collection. Wow. You know, and that's the one everybody was just pissed off about. That's so I've got a couple. (laughs) They'll give them to you for free if you ask for them. Well, he said that, that Bill Maher episode a while ago. What, what's the what's the guy's name? That uh, I think it was Marilyn Manson. That I'm never. I don't really know the guy's music or anything. But it was on Bill Maher one one time, and and a Republican said made the comment that Marilyn Manson had read the Satanic Bible, and that's the reason she didn't have to listen to him or something like that. Like, wow. Like he, and he goes, "What are you talking?" I've also read the Bible. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm just interested in religions, period. And it was yeah. It was a nice moment where Marilyn Manson, of all people, <laughs> had to set someone straight. Oh, no, I totally expect in that scenario that Marilyn Manson would somehow leave a reasonable one. Oh, yeah. yeah. But he I'm is not a big fan of Bill Maher because he, he has absolutely no nuance on this subject. <laughs> I'm not a big fan of him either. Yeah. But I like the fact that we keep having to discuss this, that just because yes. you read the Quran means it means you were interested in mm. the book. Yep. Thomas Jefferson was a curious human. He would have read anything. I mean, here's a document. I mean, if you're not a if if you're in the religion it's more than a document, but if you're not this is a document that is significant to the lives of uh, one or two billion people. Absolutely. That uh, you know, you might want to have some insight into it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It might help you to understand the world if you pick up and read things that are like that, that are that important to that many people. Sure. I read I read uh, the Satanic Bible. I was you know, bored. It's just Ayn Rand with snakes. <laughs> yeah, I was shocked at how bored I was. Really? Yeah. And there, It's not about Satan. It's basically just... Especially now. Yeah. The, 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 the you know, uh, is the, the this Satanic... This is the Anton LaVey one, right? Yes. Okay. That's the one I read. Yeah, because there's, there's more than one uh, version of Satanism, and some of them are like, like they treat Satan like, uh, like their God, mm-hmm. but they don't think Satan's evil in that version. They think yeah. sa- they think that God is evil. That the narrative got flipped, and that they're worshiping the correct God. I mean, that does How make more sense. There are I versions mean, the of Christianity that the, say yeah. that uh, the Old Testament God uh, and the New Testament God are different gods. Completely different. Yes, they, they seem like different gods. They do seem like it. And that uh, that version of it makes a fair amount of sense. That's because then, of the baby Jesus, guys. Yeah, yeah calm down. What, yeah, <laughs> I love that. I love that so much. Just the idea that God had a baby calmed down. Yes. Relax. Didn't you? Yes, I very much did. I very much calmed down. Now I'm, I'm just worried about See, other things. Think about pre and post yeah. towns. Yeah. <laughs> Freetown stored up. This is the mad angry god. Yes. <laughs> Did you guys notice the air conditioner is still not oh, shut off? Oh, it's still on. Yeah, still run. It's, it's crazy. It's I turned it off over an hour ago. I'm sure those buttons is, don't work. It's just all, like all, if we were at uh, a roadside inn right now, yeah. this thing would have been off the minute I touched it. It would have been off. Turn it on. You walked. Uh, well, that's a good, <laughs> this is a point that doesn't need to be made. <laughs> little, little Miss Snooty's coming up with logic. I'm talking. <laughs> it's like the crosswalk button. <laughs> yeah. Uh, every yeah. classroom has a thermostat in it that doesn't work. Yeah. Yeah. Every elevator has a shut doors button that doesn't work. You know, ninety percent of those don't work really on purpose i didn't know that on purpose mm-hmm. 
There's it. another religious thing is that that's in the hilarious. Satanic Bible? Yes, uh, absolutely. Um, oh, by the way, I have something that I might you might be interested in. I have a a record of vinyl album that they used to sell like merch, like comics sell merch mm-hmm. at the end of the Satanic services. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Really? That's yeah. again Ayn Rand with sticks. Yeah, it's just nuts. Got to make that money. That's but right. they, I did uh, I did a Free Thinkers convention. Uh, I think last year, right? And it's just like any convention that you would think. Like there's breakfast cereal conventions, right? Yes. So they have all these different booths set up and mm-hmm. tables and l- 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 talk to you about feminism, you know, yeah. and this, all these different things. One of them was Satanist, you know? And so I was like, whoa, I want to I go over there, I talk, I get some literature. What's this about, you know? It is, there is, if you read the rules of Satanism or whatever, you would agree with every single one of them. Mm-hmm, this mm-hmm. is not about... Beyond time. big on punctuality (laughs) always tip (laughs) I mean but the the leader of the church of the church of Satan right now I talked to him um, and his point of view is this which is great Mm. is they don't really believe they they don't believe that Satan exists. They don't, Most of them are basically atheists. They're just atheists, but they are an official church. Yeah. They are an official religion. Mm-hmm. So they get the benefits of being a religion in oh. the United States of America. Mm-hmm. So they can go, like when, when the Catholic Church is protesting abortion or something, then the Church of Satan can go and, and, and meet them head on without, you know, they have the same benefits of doing oh, interesting. Of a yeah. church. I think of it as a hilarious troll. On uh, Christians. That's exactly <laughs> what it is. It's anti Christianity. People kept yeah. saying these people who disagree with us are Satanists for so long that eventually somebody would turn around and went, you know what? I sure am. I, yeah. <laughs> it was made up up until that point, huh. and now I'm going to make up a yeah. satanic Bible and have a satanic church. Yeah. It's just, and it's really, I don't know, it's fascinating. Just to mess with you. It really is. Yeah. It really is. All right, Brent, what else have you got in this? Golden uh, Statue of Goodness. I, I have removed this object already. This is another book. This is called The Lost Books of the Bible. Ooh. Um, hundreds of books were considered for use in the Bible. Who's the author? Uh, Jesus Christ. Yeah, so <laughs> says your <Right>. mother. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, she, no, she believes that that's not even possible. She would she would believe that that like the Bible is the complete literal word of God and that there's no mistakes. That so. She doesn't believe that that were men who <sighs> got together and just, and chose which Dude. books would go in and which would didn't. I mean, Stuart, I brought it up absolutely multiple a historical times event. With that was a historical <laughs> event. Yep, it's factual. It's not, you can't argue. I've brought it up with her and I've said the King James Version Bible says revised and edited from the original tongues, and I go mm-hmm. revised means addition or take out. Revision means change. She's like, nope, that is the literal alright, fuck me. For it wasn't in English. <laughs> no, of course, it's, I know. It hadn't been translated to a language more recent than Latin until it's, it's the just, 1500s. Yeah. yeah. It's so frustrating, but anywho. Um, this well, is fascinating Get her a front me. row ticket. But anyway, anyway, they don't give an author for this because it's like it is, the these are God. recovered scriptures that were used by religious communities that were, that were Christian but they existed before uh, the early Roman counsel- councils in the uh, the 300s mm. that put the Bible together. Right. Cause the, and these are the ones that they didn't choose. They did not use these. There are many more. There are probably more that they didn't use than used. Mm-hmm. Um, now, which ones did Luke... they were written by the prophets in the Old and New Testament, possibly, and just oh. left out later? 
Um, well, the prophets. Correct me if I'm wrong. Most Brett. of them are named after some figure in the audience uh, in in, in the, the in the Bible or whatever. Like the letters of Paul are attributed to Paul. Mm-hmm. Some of them were probably written by Paul. Some of them probably weren't. But for the purposes of making them legitimate, they tried to reference it to a person who lived at the time. Now, which one did Shakespeare write? Did he write any in here? <laughs> he wrote the only good one. <laughs> to be or not to be. Right. Let's not be. The, letter, <laughs> the, the letters of Othello. Am I right, Brent, in saying that, uh, that the books of the Bible, like, they weren't actually written by, I mean, Paul's different, but the early mm-hmm. ones... It was very common back then to, I would write the story of Nardos, and it, I'm writing it, but I'm writing, but I'm attributing it to her. That was a very yes, common way of writing. That is, that was standard. Standard, yeah. Uh, mm. So, but you know, two thousand years later, you write, yeah. You but know. Corinthians, for example, they, that's a name. That's right? a, that's a Paul, right? That's that a letter a of Paul. Paul. It's his uh, letter it to might them. not. I, I can't remember which ones were probably written by him and which ones probably weren't. But that one is. But, uh, like, and the Paul, Gospels... And Paul is later. Mm-hmm. No, Paul is contemporary. Um, okay, well, because the story of Paul is that he persecuted Christians. Mm-hmm. And then Jesus died, and then he was on the road to Damascus. Right. And, uh, or Paul was on the road to Damascus, and Jesus appeared to him um, after he had died. Why are you persecuting and then he, he converted to Christianity and he yeah. started writing all this stuff and he kind of drove the direction and uh, shape that Christianity took. His interpretation became the interpretation. And it's weird because he did not know living Jesus. That's yeah. what if you yeah. want yes. if you want to be completely scientific about it, he was only interested in it after Jesus died. He probably never met living Jesus. If you want he to believe that he met ghost right. Jesus. Yeah. Uh, also not uh, an appropriate way of referring to him, but you know what I mean. Um, but Jesus' brother, right, was also leading the church, right? Isn't that, like Jesus said, follow my brother, and so Jesus' brother was leading, after Jesus' death, Jesus' brother was leading the church, and him and Paul did not see eye to eye. Am I right on that? Um, I mean, officially he didn't have a brother because uh, right. Mary was a virgin. But um, he had. But she had some had of these, subsequent children. Yeah, but she had. Cho- yeah, I mean, no, I mean James that, the Just. Yeah, there's a, there Jesus are a couple of brother. people who we think were probably his brothers and sisters. That or we we think that it is probably from a family. I think it's Thomas. Uh, I can't remember which ones that are supposed to be his brother. Um, who was leading the like James? Was it James the Just that was leading the the Christian Church? Uh, and 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 conflicted with Paul. Uh, I Am I wrong about that? Um, usually it was Peter, but you might still be right. Okay, because the, the big the uh, big discourse is between Paul and Peter. And Paul again comes up with this fairly novel interpretation that you have that that it's all about. You have to have faith in Jesus, and that is what saves you, mm. and that's it. Um, but Peter, uh, having been Jewish before that, and the Jewish faith being about, to a large extent, about following the rules of God and doing good works within those, the context of those rules. Um, so the, there was a big disagreement about, between the two about whether you had to follow those rules 
whether or not doing good works affected you going to heaven or not. Paul said no. Uh, Peter said you had to, you still had to follow the old rules. And why wouldn't he say no? Because he persecuted Christians <laughs> for a long time. Yeah. Yeah. So this is no time to be having to stick to the rules. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this is no time. Yeah. So again, it's a person who knows that if he has to follow the rules, not going to heaven. Yeah. So why not change the rules and just make it whatever I want it to be, right? Oh, but I mean, that's the version of Christianity that we get where it that's is what ends about up surviving. It is about uh, faith and, you know, especially for the Protestants, it's faith alone, scripture alone. Uh, those are the things that get you into heaven uh, through grace alone. But you, you don't earn it in any way. Catholics are a little uh, a little bit more works based where you, you have to put your hand up to reach up to God and then God gives you a, a hand down and pulls you up um, based on you doing good Sorry. stuff or just following the general rules because you can interpret this differently because in the, the scripture the disagreements weren't really about like you should be a good person and that's what gets you into heaven. It was about like being circumcised and not eating pork. Yeah. <laughs> Which I love. <laughs> yeah. So why not add the layer of works though? Because then you get better outcomes, maybe, right? As far as taking care of I mean, of I don't know. Look at the Catholic Church. I don't know. Yeah. Well, it's a, a well, but, well, not all missionaries. There you go. Word, the, you're right. You're right. I love, wait, wait a minute. I love this, what Nardos is saying, because this is so me right here. When you say, well, why don't we, basically, like, a lot of the founders of this country thought you could shame people into mm -hmm. acting good. Yes. Right? <laughs> Turns out, we can't. <laughs> what, what we can do is make people say they're good. Yes. And then turn around and hate all gay people. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we can we can shame them into publicly acting like they're good, but behind the doors not being. But I would love to figure out a way to actually make people be good. And I don't think religion has, a, has gotten there. No. I think what they've done is make people in public wear the thing say the thing and oh how are you you know what I mean but, but even they, that well, now I feel like that's fallen to the wayside because I feel like in public people are being more and more like you know big old pieces of shit I think <laughs> that that's was, that's that more was, common I these love days. that poetry that you just dropped at the end of that and I put the word dropped in there and I hope, I hope more than four people recognize it <laughs> some would argue that's the result of like a more secularized society mm -hmm. right yeah well I mean, people I'm weren't perfect weird. before, and they're not perfect now. No. The thing is that people were kind of crappy before and after, and religion didn't negate the crappy elements of our uh, uh, human nature. And when people got less religious, it, we didn't suddenly get worse or better. Mm -hmm. We're just yeah. still kind of crappy. Yeah, I uh, think that's... It's nice you know. that religion can give you some, like, give you some basic moral ideas... Uh, treating other people as you would want to be treated. That's good. Whoa. Whoa. Did we you are, hear that, listener? Welcome we to Obsessive Curiosity. <laughs> <laughs> 50 minutes in. It finally 50 minutes went. in. That's yeah. awesome. I just walked over there and looked and to see, to make sure that I put it on off and because I thought, this is nuts. And then I came back over here and it shuts off. Wow. You should have stared at it an this hour is, ago. I know. I should have stared at it. <laughs> 
What the hell was I talking to? Let's talk about <laughs> this because I'm sitting on Brent's side of the mm-hmm. table and I'm just seeing the top word of mm-hmm. this book. This is all Brent's stuff. I haven't seen any of this. And I think I know where you're going with this and I am so happy that you're doing this if right. you're doing what I think you're doing. Okay, so some of the books that didn't make it into the Bible. Mm-hmm. Which, are, which um, is a fascinating this topic. Is a whole, <laughs> this is a whole tome of various things that didn't make it into the Bible. They dig up a new one every couple of years. Um, this this is out of date. Uh, but my favorite ones are the infancy gospels, which are these uh, stories of Jesus as like a five-year-old. Hmm. In the Bible that we have now, Jesus is a baby, and then he's 30. You know, we skip his entire life. Um, and what's interesting, they, they used to have these stories about what he was like as a kid. Some of this infancy gospel stuff makes it into the Quran somehow. Mm, <laughs> Hundreds wow. of years later, shows up in the Quran. I did not know that. That's um, great. This, uh, yeah, some the, of this so story. The, the, the Quran, people that put that together decided to include some, and then... Mm-hmm. Okay. And it was hundreds of years after this stuff had been cut out of Catholicism. Right. Um, but that's probably because in the Middle East there were a couple of different versions of uh, Christianity that weren't controlled by the Catholics. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Um, it, that makes there's sense. There's not a couple of different versions of gravity. No, there's not. Just pointing that out. <laughs> yeah. Just, I love it. Just pointing it out. But what I love about... Uh, <laughs> What I love about five-year-old Jesus in this is that he's terrible. He's, he's, he's really badly behaved. Um, like, I, I think... This is what... I, the, I know a tiny bit about this, but the the really the little kid Jesus is the kid you don't want your kids playing with. <laughs> no, no. Uh, wow. So yeah. You really want to keep this? him... No. Let me, yeah. You want to keep your kids far away from the kid Jesus. How I'm going to read... Because at the beginning of the chapters, it has a little synopsis of what the verses are that it's just in a paragraph and then it's two pages of those verses i'm just going to read the little synopsis at the beginning of two of them um chapter uh 19 um infancy gospel one james being bitten by a viper jesus blows on the wound and cures him then jesus charged with throwing a boy from the roof of a house yep miraculously causes the dead boy to acquit him uh 12, or which I assume means that he made the dead body talk and forgiven. Yeah. Uh, tw- next one. Fetches water for his mother, breaks the pitcher, and miraculously gathers the water uh, in his mantle and brings it home. Then, makes fish pools on the Sabbath. Not supposed to make anything on the Sabbath. Hmm. Uh, causes a boy to die who broke them down. Uh, another boy runs against him who he also causes to die. So Jesus is a serial killer and a superhero. Yes. Is that what yeah, we're here to gather? He's got a lot of magic powers. Yeah, and how do we know that his age, he's five at this? Uh, yeah, at some point in on the previous page, I think they said five. So a five-year-old Jesus in one paragraph has killed several people. Yeah. Yes. Well, this is in the, the synopsis of one single chapter, which okay. t- is about a page and a half long. Right. Uh, then the next chapter after that, chapter 20, the synopsis is... Uh, Sent to school to Zacchaeus to learn his letters, teaches Zacchaeus. So he teaches his teacher. Yes. He's obnoxious. Uh, yeah, and also he knows how to read, even though he uh, has yeah. never been taught how to read. Oh, what right. a fucking prick. <laughs> He's like the baby Einstein yeah. babies. <laughs> and he knows, like, the scripture, even though no, nobody's taught him the scripture. Yeah. Um, 
let's see, sent to another schoolmaster, refuses to tell his letters. Schoolmaster goes to whip him. Jesus makes his hand wither, and he dies. Uh, and he killed his teacher. <laughs> yeah, and then the last, the last... self-defense. The last... Yeah, yeah. He, he was acting like a brat, the guy who's going to whip him. There are all yeah, good reasons here. The so last two... Yeah, yeah. Nardos is complete... Listen, makes total sense. Threw some kids off a roof. Yep. Well, She's like, why what wasn't What were they doing do? up there? Yeah. Why were the kids up there? Why what wasn't this? this included in the book? <laughs> um... Okay, and the, the last two verses of this are also funny. It says, but, but his master, when he lifts up his hand to whip him, and his hand presently withered, and he died. And then Joseph said to St. Mary, Henceforth we will not allow him to go out of the house, for everyone who displeases him is killed. <laughs> um, I'm trying to let's see. There was, uh, I'm trying to find the end of this story in the other okay. it, look. So how different other from chapter. God... That? Yeah, it's very the really? young Jesus. It, you can see a lot of similarities between his dad. Yeah, yeah. he's yeah. an omnipotent scam. scamp. He's yeah, I like the scamp. word scamp. They're like that's a great word, especially for all the violent crap he just did. <laughs> what yes. a you call him a scamp. That's great. Ted Bundy. Well, I mean, okay, Ted, have you Ted. met a five-year-old? And uh, what do you think that they would do if they, if they had the power to create and destroy life at will? Yeah, I, w- I do not disagree with that. And I've met a forty-five-year-old who happens to be sitting right here who would, it would take every piece of my soul not to kill those two women that were sitting in the front row on Thursday. <laughs> <laughs> every, if you could just... I am so with you. If you could wither someone's hand and then they died, I mean, yeah. if you could just yeah. do this stuff, okay. come on. Is there just, any human on earth that is that pure and more... Well, I can think of one I've met. One I've met. Really? That, that probably would just injure people but not kill them. Uh, but, I mean, come on. Matt Holt. <laughs> no, he would have destroyed everybody. <laughs> okay. um, Mike Mather, preacher friend of mine in Indianapolis, oh, is he, yeah. just sure. a gorgeous human being. I can see you know? uh, But, I mean, realistically, we all have anger, right? Some more than others. Absolutely. Jeez. He does sound like a superhero that's not able mm-hmm. to hone his powers yet. Yeah, like, but he's, here's he's wild with the wand. Yeah, My, yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> My favorite man right after the bike. Yeah. Right? <laughs> yes. Trying to figure He's it out. He's sweaty, clammy, wow. can't Navigating. figure it out. I can't, st- I can't stick to this wall. Right. <laughs> okay, I'm going to skip to the other Infancy Gospel, which is Infancy Gospel 2, which is basically the same story. Um, let's see. And immediately they who had accused him became blind, and all they who saw it were exceedingly afraid and confounded, and concerning him, whatever he said... Uh, whether good or bad, immediately came to pass, and they were amazed. Mm. And when they saw the this action of Christ, Joseph arose and plucked him by the ear, by which at which the boy was angry and said to him, "Be easy, for if you seek for us, or for if they seek for us, they shall not find us. Thou hast done very imprudently. Dost not thou know that I am thine? Trouble me no more." Wow. His dad that's... his dad goes to to whoop him and then he chews out his dad. Man, I think that's what priests say. <laughs> um, but I, I just love the idea of like Joseph spanking uh, Jesus for uh, withering people and turning them blind. And I think just like on the next page, he has to turn most of them back. Yeah, Joseph makes him undo a bunch of the damage. Wow, um, he has to unkill some people. He, yeah, he. He gets in trouble with his parents, and then he has to unkill and blind a mob. And that explains the story of Lazarus. Yep. 
Yeah. Uh, none I mean, of this explains anything. This explains how wonderfully creative and horrible human beings are. Well, what That's this, what it explains. What also, this what, is, too, from a narrative standpoint, is he's doing all these things, but it is setting up later. Like, if you're looking at it from a writing standpoint mm-hmm. and how things are written in film sure. and anything like that, it wouldn't make sense to put this in. Actually, it would make more sense to put this in to make him a interesting, sympathetic character because you're starting at rock bottom, being mm-hmm. an asshole, and then becoming enlightened and better. So it makes more sense to, as why he's doing the miracles later. I'm merely speaking from a writing standpoint. No, that's yeah. why I think uh, Malcolm X is a better story than Martin Luther totally King. Totally agree. Totally agree. <laughs> he's got an arc. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he does. Yeah. And that's what but killed him. But I don't him. think that, I mean, if you're if you're putting together, if you're collecting, there's a hundred stories about Malcolm X. Exactly. A hundred stories, right? And we're yeah. the four of us are going to sit here and compile a book. The biggest question with that is, what are we trying to get? Exactly. Mm-hmm. And yes. that's the reason that that yeah. isn't in the Bible is because how do you sell something? What right. they look at it as a business. If it's, we're trying to sell Malcolm X's story to try to convince people to come over uh, and follow him, yeah. Right. Then there are certain stories we're going to leave out on purpose. Yep. Correct. And that's what they and that's what they did. Yeah. It, it seems logical, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That you know Jesus going around killing people and then he says, "Thou shalt not kill." Uh, what I, the hell? I mm-hmm. feel like I should clarify that I don't think those are the parts of the infancy gospel that are in the Quran. Mm-hmm. Uh, the part that I remembered that was the story that isn't in a, in the regular Bible was, uh, it was the Sabbath and you're not supposed to make things on the Sabbath. And Jesus was making uh, little animals and birds out of clay. That's terrible. And and and, uh, and his dad comes up to him, and, or Joseph, and is like, "You're not supposed to make. You're not supposed to make images of animals on the Sabbath." And Jesus is like, "Well, I won't." And then he breathes on them, and they fly away. Hmm. So he makes them real. Yes. Yeah. He's so like, that's which is, which is technically more work, but. <laughs> But it's more work on the Sabbath. It's not an image. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's he not just, making an image. But he breathed live life into clay. Yeah. I mean, if you don't define that as work, I don't know what you define <laughs> that as. <laughs> he didn't work very but hard at if it. If comedy's work, then that's work. <laughs> yeah, right? exactly. I mean, but that's the reason, like, here's what tickles me and saddens me. That, like, we used to have elevator operators because technically you're not supposed to do anything on the Sabbath. So then we find these loopholes. Well, mm-hmm. I didn't really push the button on the elevator. Someone else did. But, you know, come on. I remember mm-hmm. ancient Hebrew yeah. elevators being like that, yes. <laughs> <laughs> you would have a Gentile press the button for you. I mean, if you set up, <laughs> if you set up a, a, a group of laws, right? Thou shalt not kill. Yeah. Right? Some good, let's be good to each other. Thou shalt not judge. Mm-hmm. Thou shalt not assume. Yep. Thou shalt ask more questions mm-hmm. than thou uh, preaches, you know, then it, humans would find a way to get around every single one of them and sure. justify their behavior. You know, I mean, it's just, that's the reality of it. I mean, right now, the state of Texas in front of their build, their state building has the 10 commandments on, as a, which is against the constitution. Mm-hmm. You, you know, they have the 10 commandments and they're flying the, the American flag. Yep. You can't, the 10 commandments is breaking the American flag. It's breaking the rules of the United States of America, right? And inside the state building, they're putting to death more people than all the other states combined. So they're breaking the Ten Commandments and the American flag. But those judges Hmm. lay their head down at night and sleep perfectly fine. And they think that they're doing good and they think they're, they're breaking everything they believe in. 
human beings will find a way to be hypocrites and be totally fine with it, you know? But I do, like Nardo said, I wish we could figure out a way. Let's put these stories in this book mm-hmm. and then everybody will go, oh, I get it. If I mistreat another person, then there's no reason why someone's not going to mistreat me. So we should all care about each other on a basic level. Yeah. Okay, I get it now. But we so far, we've not been able to do that. Well, I mean, people aren't very happy when you uh, try to edit. the. They usually don't like it when you edit the Bible into a different thing. Mm-hmm. Although there, there's... Uh, I can, can't remember what's the Protestant version of that that's very popular. It's like the Word or something that... It's just a it's a single narrative rewrite of the Bible. Interesting. And Thomas Jefferson did it. Yeah, yeah. Where the he, razor blade for crying out loud. Because <laughs> there's four versions of the Jesus story. There's four Gospels in the Bible. Uh, each one of them has different details. Yes, that um, is true. They they appear to conflict with each other all over the place, but it's because they were different authors trying to make different points. Is there a vacuum in the... Isn't that great? Yeah. I like this. Matt Holt, yeah. the producer, is going to be very upset. Oh. <laughs> There's a vacuum. Boo-hoo. Someone's vacuuming out there, and I'm very tempted to invite him or her in. <laughs> yes. Jump in on this. Well, Absolutely. you got opinions? Keep them busy so they don't keep running the vacuum. Yeah, that'd be great. <laughs> no, I just... Um, but, but, whoa, I was going to say, Brent was saying... Jefferson. Jefferson, yes. People are very upset at the thought... like. Lenny Bruce made a comment on stage once that he thinks it's time for a, bi- a rewrite of the Bible, mm-hmm. to rewrite it. Very offensive. But yet, here's the weird part about humans, is they will accept or reject all of the ideas in the Bible, depending on their mood, yes. their, where they live, what color their skin is, you know, how they were. But they'll, so they, they will follow or not follow every idea in it. But if you said we should change it, They'd be furious. Not yep. mm-hmm. Slavery's encouraged in the Bible. You know, well, I mean, um, all these horrible things. Women we, cut their hair. People eat shrimp. All yeah. this stuff that we we've decided, like through the two kinds of fabric in the same article of clothing. Yep, that's against it. Yeah, and we and we just decided six hundred thirteen you know, rules in the Old Testament. Yeah, so we just decided at one point we're not going to follow this. This is stupid. It's way too many. But if it's someone still said sacred. Yeah, it's but it's still sa- well. It's mm-hmm. not sacred in my opinion because if you're not following it, then it's no longer sacred. I don't, what? Who gives a damn what's in the book? I don't disagree with you. I just you know? I, I think about how people hold firm to what it is and needs to always be. And yeah. so, like you said, if, if people choose to be hypocritical, mm-hmm. they still won't change or accept that it could sound different now. You it's know what I mean? So bizarre to me mm-hmm. because it makes it's just an immediate. It's just so weird to me. Like, if you you can't be for America and against homosexuality, it's this is a quality. You know, I'm not even talking about Christianity. I'm talking, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like so you fly an American flag in front of your 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 house. I just automatically assume that you're for gay marriage. I mean, that's just. Hmm. Am I totally off board here? I mean, that's your interpretation. That's my interpretation. It's equality. Yes. yes. That's period. So, but you know what I mean? I, but but where do you uh, where do you get that value from? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I know it's all made up. Yeah. I mean, it's all made up. But what I'm saying we, is... The people who made that up owned other people. Yes. So mm-hmm. we've been bad at it the whole time. Horrible. <laughs> the entire time. Mm-hmm. The entire time. And mm-hmm. that's what humans do repeatedly is we say, here's some rules... 
Now, if you want to be a member of Sam's Warehouse, here's the rules. But, you know, if you have money, then you can break all these rules. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, this is like, I'm going on and on about this. Anyway, no, you're good. Let's, let's, okay, let's go, let's move yeah. from Brent to, the, I found this. Uh, I'm holding another book. I found this and I had never heard of this. And I picked it up in a junk shop. And I was looking at books on the shelf, and I thought, "What is this? This sounds amazing." It's called the Woman's Bible. Mm-hmm. It is by Elizabeth uh, Cady Stanton. So I buy it, right? And then I start uh, researching and reading. I read the Bible, the Bible, of course. But uh, you know, uh, this one came out in 1974. The original one came out. Uh, I think 1890s. Yeah, 1890s. That's why I was thinking too. I'm mm-hmm. so bad with numbers, Nardos. Oh gosh, I only um, opened it up and saw that in terms of publication. Dates. What I want to discuss, which is very relevant to what's going on today, is that I'm really fascinated with is okay. Elizabeth Cady Stanton was a feminist early, mm-hmm. right? Woman's right advocate, mm-hmm. right? Correct. Uh, many women, uh, you know that had starting to really form groups, 1870, 1880, starting to really organize. The ball is starting to run. Now, this was her big thing was the Bible. She did not believe, she believed that the Bible had been misinterpreted. Yes. Right? To buy men to subjugate women. Mm. She taught herself uh Hebrew and Greek Greek to go back and reinterpret the Bible because she believed it was a quality. Speaking of rewrites. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and then, so then this is what she wrote with the the woman's Bible. Two, two versions or two, part one and part two. Okay. Okay. What I find interesting about it and what's fascinating to me is the fact that she did this, Elizabeth Stanton, the fact that she did this caused a rift in the feminist movement. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Lots of people said this is offending people that might be on our side. You're right. Right? They were probably right about that. Then that's that's really fascinating to me. Absolutely. How do you fight a battle? You know, whether it's women's rights, no matter what... Had, whether you're coal miners in West Virginia and you're looking for better wages, mm-hmm. how do you successfully win a battle, you know? And that's the question is, she's she wants to do this woman's Bible. And, uh, you know, what was her name, Nars? Susan B. Anthony. Susan B. Anthony. Yeah. Ends up coming out of this thing where she's, would you say she's a household name, Susan B. Anthony? She was on money. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, you know. Absolutely. So she ends up coming out of this thing much more well-known than Elizabeth Stanton. Mm-hmm. Who ends up pretty much kind of being, I don't know, like, um, what's the word I'm thinking about? Yeah, she ends up kind of losing all of her credibility for yeah. the most part. I ostracized think. from yes. the community. Thank you. That's the I word. Think, yeah, I think ostracized yeah, would be she's accurate, lost a lot right? of her, yeah, her clout. And I thought it was interesting when you had shown me this book because one of the things that um, Susan B. Anthony was working really hard to kind of keep the organized group of women that were fighting for equality, um, she had said that it's really important for us to focus on one thing. Mm -hmm. And that one thing right now needs to be something we can all agree on. And we have a common interest in um, 
being able to vote. So let's focus on that one yes. thing. Mm-hmm. And yeah. when you start to throwing all start to throw in all these extra ideas, we start to lose energy. You lose and people every because, time. Yeah, exactly. And this is why uh, that that stream of feminism kept pushing aside uh, the rights of minorities. Yes. That that kept that, like black women inside the movement doing good work, promoting the cause, you know, they kept getting brushed aside, being told, now isn't the time to deal with this. Mm-hmm. We can't get support for this and that. And, like, they were probably right, but it also means that the the movement has this checkered moral history of ignoring racism. That's yeah. true. Even yeah. today. And, but it's a very good question. If you say... You know, uh, let's say the four of us formed an organization and Mm -hmm. we have a goal. Yep. Okay. And uh, our goal is to force the Marriott hotel chain to get holes in the wall, to get holes in the wall (laughs) and cheaper pillows. (laughs) Okay. That is our goal. Yes. Now, Garrett has a side goal. Nardos has a side goal. Brent has, we all have these little projects, you know, then it's, yeah. it seems to me like you're not going to win that battle. If 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 you're all for going, you know, she wants to Stanton wants to put out the women's Bible and prove to the everybody that the, that the original Bible was interpreted by men to subjugate yeah. women and blah 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 blah. Susan B. Anthony says, "What are you talking about? I don't disagree with you." Right. And that's the biggest point of all. Mm-hmm. Susan B. Anthony did, did not disagree with Stanton. She thought you are diverting energy. Right. You're also driving away people that might have otherwise been on our side, mm-hmm. and like Brent said, she was correct. Mm-hmm. But you have to put a you have to put aside race issues, religious issues. If you're trying to get the votes for women, if you're trying to get gay marriage passed, you can't be pissed off about the preservatives mm-hmm. in the food. That's I mean, true, right? And there was a delegate. I saw. I read this. Uh, there was a delegate that said. Um, the South is ready for women's suffrage and nothing else. Oh, wow. And I thought that was interesting. So we can't attach wow. other things to this, like dress reform or being able to ride a bike. <laughs> oh, that's a great quote. Isn't that fascinating? That's a great quote. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Just like, They're ready for the vote, but not women on bikes. Correct. That's fantastic. Isn't that interesting? The dresses yes. are going to get caught in the spokes. <laughs> yeah. Unless they reform the dresses. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, you know, uh, uh, yeah, that's a fantastic thing. But, like... Garrett and I were talking about this outside when we were waiting on, on, on Brent and Artis to get here, is, you know, the when the, the founders were arguing about, you know, the idea of slavery came up and they discussed it and there were people that wanted to, to stop it and there were people that didn't, you know. But the main thing was this. They knew that if they said slavery was not allowed in the United States of America, the South was out. Correct. It was going to be two separate countries. They knew that. So they had to make a a choice. Do we want to try to take the 13 states and put them all as a unit and have a government? Mm Because if we're going to do that, then we're going to have slavery. And if you don't have slavery, you do not have a unified 13 states. That's the decision they made. Right. And a lot of people on the left now look back and say, well, they were this and they were that. Well, yeah, I don't disagree. They were slave owners and they were all this stuff. But the decision that Susan B. Anthony had to make was stay focused. Correct. It's I don't disagree with like 
race issues and, and wearing a dress and riding a bicycle and all this other stuff. Yes, yes, yes. But come on, guys. And yep. look, come on, women. Let's stay focused. <laughs> One do, at a time. Yeah. Do you want to be right about everything or do you want to win? That's it. Mm-hmm. And that's succinct and that's yes. exactly what we're talking about. And at yes. what point have you given away too many of the things that you were right about where you've compromised the win? And this is what mm-hmm. the I don't want to turn I hate turning things into right and left, but let's do it anyway. That's <laughs> the right is so good about this. They are so good at this. They they don't ask as many questions. Correct. You know, they line up and they follow. You know, and that's it. They say we are gonna we are gonna stop abortion in this country, and then the right goes okay. Then that's all they say. What do you need me to do, boss? That's yeah. all they say. It, the left says you know that we're gonna get free health care, and then there's 92 other groups that say oh and this and this and this and oh, this. Well yeah. now we're not gonna get free health care because right. you are divided, yep. so it's not gonna happen. That's an interesting that's, point. Yeah, I don't that's know if true. I'm right, I think but that feels be. correct. Mm-hmm. All right, let me show you something else. Where is it? Is it in my pocket? I think this is awesome. Uh, where did oh look? I don't think I don't think this is real because most there's so many fakes out there. But I found this in uh, this is a okay. I found this is in a junk shop. All right, this is a coin. It looks maybe a little bigger than a quarter. It's a it's a one penny. It's a British coin. Okay, basically is what it is. And stamp. You have to put, kind of move it to the side a little. It's like a hologram. Yeah, stamped on it. It says "Votes for Women." Hmm. Votes for Women was a slogan that they used. Okay. Votes for Women, right? And the, the pro, but the idea of just like you have a coin and you get you get change at Starbucks. Yeah. And then you would have this stamper and you just stamp every coin you get. Votes for Women. You're spreading a message. That's so true. Yeah, I mean, you think 1880? You think that whatever. It says 1907. On 1907. And, uh, did he say this was British? Because it. I think it is. I'm. No, it it says Grub Britain and uh, Edward. Okay, so that's uh, British. Right? Yeah. I. That's probably not real. It's probably fake because there are fakes of those. But I don't care if it's real or fake. I think the idea it of represents, it represents. Yeah, yeah. What what's before the internet? On? How do you spread an idea? Yes. That's a Stamp great it. one. That is a great one. You know? Stamping letters into a penny, apparently. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's really cool. I don't know whether that's fake or not. Yeah, I I don't like I said. I like. I've the, never seen British money from 1907 before. Yeah, and I'm not a change expert. I'm not. I'm not a coin person. I don't know anything about coins. But that's another part of how do you win a battle? Mm-hmm. You know, is mm-hmm. how do you spread your idea? It's so true. It's so yeah. smooth. And if you have. 5,000 friends on Facebook that are all progressive left wings, you're not spreading an idea. Mm-hmm. You're circulating an idea. How do you get an idea to the guy that's wearing khaki pants with a golf shirt eating at Applebee's? He's the dude that needs to get the coin back and go vo- votes for women. Yeah. What the hell? And then it's in his head and he thinks about it more. That's how you spread an idea. Really I mean, sometimes point. it circulates and then it gets out. Sometimes, absolutely, the right person. And sometimes the circulation gets so large that it it becomes larger than the anti, right? Mm -hmm. But that's like that takes like it's it's slow and it's slow and it takes a a lot of echo chamber stuff. We eventually passed gay marriage, not because the Obama administration said I think this is the morally correct thing to do. It's because the, the huge amounts of people in this country 
uh, were for it. Got a little Huge. more popular every year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Huge and, amount. Until it was undeniable. Yeah. True. This is somewhat similar to the the money, the votes for women, but the um, <clears throat> Harriet Tubman was supposed to be on the $20 bill. We were talking about doing that years ago, mm-hmm. and then they pushed it back in uh, replacing Andrew Jackson, mm-hmm. and now people are making stamps that you can just put a stamp of Harriet Tubman really? on the 20 You're kidding. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't God. know that. Uh, Gabe Kia out of uh, yeah, I Ohio. Love Gabe. He's been doing it. He I love Snapchats Gabe. all the time. It's amazing, and it's technically not defacing money. Because you can still, you know, and people write things on there all the time. Sure. But it's not defacing How it. It's not ruining the legal tender. So people have been doing that. Oh, that's I'm going to I'm going to contact. Brilliant. I'm going to get Gabe. I'm going to get some of those. That's it's, the kind of idea I'm talking about. You mm-hmm. can buy that on eBay. Get, yeah. How do you get an idea bucks. out of your little yes. thing? Get yeah. it. You know. I think that's circulating. Sell a stamp, idea. I guess. Yeah, because that's I mean, a great idea. Mm-hmm. I love that idea. I do too. Let's start doing that. I, you know, like we're like this idea that's that's been in the news lately about um, should illegal immigrants have health care, free health care. In, in, our, in our first democratic debate, everybody raises their hand, I think. Uh, right. Was it almost everybody? I yeah. think. Right. Uh, you know, it, it, we haven't no one's explained that we haven't done a good job of explaining to the other side why they just said who's for it. And everybody raises their hand. You, do you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. You actually have to, if you want to win converts, mm-hmm. no matter what thing you're trying, you have to explain. I keep using the guy in the khaki pants with a golf shirt and Applebee's. They need to know what's in it for them. And they also need to know why you think that. Mm-hmm. And they need you need to put forth a, you know, a debate and an argument. And, and you need to get it outside. You either, like Brent said, you either need to grow your bubble so large that it's the largest thing there... Or you're gonna have to, which is gonna take hundreds of years, or at least a hundred years, or you know, produces somebody that gets that message out to people who aren't like you. Yeah, but like, I've mentioned Lenny Bruce several times in this thing, which is well, not a problem. Slice down. It's not a problem. Mm-hmm. Lenny Bruce had on an album at one point. He said, "I know pot will be legal in five years because how many law students do you know right now that smoke pot?" Mm-hmm. And they're gonna become lawyers and judges, and it'll be legal. He said, 10 years max." That came out in 1962. Yeah. I mean, it took a lot longer than that. Right. You know, because it, if you're not... You know, anyway, <laughs> the idea of how do you successfully battle and win is... It's converting. It's... it's I don't know. Ex- your explanation has to be palatable. And the problem is with just saying who's for it and everyone's saying that they are... You're, you're, what you're doing is you're addressing the idea, and if you're saying the idea, it conjures up a different emotion and feeling and thought process in everybody that hears that question. Mm-hmm. So you have to explain how you feel to get everybody else on board. It's you're, you're it, once again you're selling something. Sometimes you're I mean, pitching. You have to figure you're, out you're the proposal. version of it that everybody agrees with. Like mm-hmm. I think immigrants we should get health care, just like I think everybody who lives here should get free health care. And if you want to sell that to somebody who doesn't like paying taxes and doesn't like immigrants, how do you like getting the plague? Yeah. <laughs> well, they're anti-vaxxers as well. So. Yeah. Here's the way I think of that issue, by the way, is I think that medical advancements are nothing but human curiosity. We, What is wrong with Brent? He's got this thing. What's wrong mm-hmm. with him? I wonder if we can figure out what's wrong with him before he dies. Whoops, we didn't do it. He died. Okay, cut him open. Maybe we'll figure it out. Mm-hmm. You know, let's look at him from the inside. It's human curiosity. That's how we're ending this podcast, by the way. <laughs> yeah, we're going to cut Brent open. Yeah. 
<laughs> just right on this table. Um, so then and, find some new stuff for next time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be great if you had a Quran, like a, a Spanish Quran inside some new of your organs. Soul. Like the, I'm like the operation oh, guy. I would actually be converted if the image of Muhammad was on your bladder. <laughs> I would actually be converted. I don't think that's a respectful place for it to be. Uh, oh well, God. it depends on which type you are. <laughs> uh, was, I just like, don't think it's a good organ to have an image of the Prophet Muhammad on. <laughs> All right. I don't disagree with that, but, you know, I'm in limbo. What do I know? I'm Kidneys. <laughs> Uh, the stuff I, I'm saying to be less offensive to certain people is only going to make this more offensive to other people. Perfect. It's true. And the email that we have... Are we going to put a picture have, of this on the website? The email we have for comments just goes directly into my spam. <laughs> <laughs> it should. <laughs> Nothing good I think will come of it out like, of this one. Medical advancements to me are like flight. It's like curiosity. It's humans being curious. Mm-hmm. And, and I don't think that any of us should not be allowed to to enjoy in that mm-hmm. personally i think that if some rich person's kid has cancer and the poorest person in the world has cancer the advancements that we've happened to made so far both kids benefit both. should yes. benefit both yep. we should all be able to ride uh, use a wheel we invented a wheel you know yeah. so why should some use it and some shouldn't so to me that's the way i think of all medical issues are why is it not you know sock cures what polio right mm-hmm. Why does, why should some get it and some shouldn't? We lucked out. Either way, yeah, he get, it should. That's the way it should be. Now, mm-hmm. a doctor operating, yes, he's working person should charge money. Yes, I get all that. But I'm saying restricting the the curious cures we found just because you live on a different side of a line. Yeah, that yep. seems insane to me. You know, mm-hmm. and that would be. I don't know if I could convince the guy in the khaki pants and the golf shirt in Applebee's, but that's right. that's I would if he said, "Why do you believe that?" and I would tell him, "That's my reason." That's your pitch. I wouldn't just go, "Well, you're dumb for not believing it." Mm-hmm. Do you, you yeah, know that's I mean? also yeah. the first way to not get anybody on your side is yeah. calling someone dumb immediately. Yeah, you're gone. It's over. Yep. Yeah. Leave it unspoken. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. Well, I've I do that very often. And I don't, I don't, I also don't know. Getting back to Elizabeth uh, Stanton, who is a fascinating figure, by the way, if you're listening and you are interested, especially in feminist movement. I mean, this she was, she was a major figure, Nardos. Am yeah, I right about? She I mean, was. this wasn't a minor figure in the thing, right? I think mm-hmm. she held the seat of, like, president of the National Association for Women's. Really? Suffrage. Yeah. Okay, so she was, she was a leading was, figure. You know about her, right, Brent? You know. Okay, so she's a leading figure. And then, not, I mean, we're not talking about 100 years later. Before her death, she's, uh, to use Garrett's word, she's ostracized because she wanted to do this and they didn't need. And she was uh, stubborn and all this stuff too and kept fighting back. Mm-hmm. She didn't say, okay, you guys are right. Susan B. Anthony, you're right. We're going for for one thing. We need to focus. She mm-hmm. kept fighting back and saying, no, this is important and blah, blah. Yeah. So they had to push her aside because she was a liability at that point. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? mm-hmm. So before her death, she was ostracized from the movement that she cared about. Absolutely. And that seems tragic to me. It is a me. tragedy. Mm-hmm. And it also seemed tragic that she's so damn stubborn mm-hmm. that she wouldn't shut up. Right. And, th- and relax and think about stuff for a minute and go, mm-hmm. okay, first let's get this, then the bicycles, then the religious woman's Bible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? 
don't know. Maybe I <laughs> don't forget. Don't forget dress reform. <laughs> dress reform. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about Votes this. for pants. Let's talk about this before we leave. This is this is great. This is a little postcard. I'm holding it up so everybody can see it here. Well, what size is? I'm bad with number. Anybody got a size on this? Is it eight? Uh, not eight. Eight by eleven. It's a piece of paper. Yeah. Got him an idiot. Like okay. Three by five card, maybe. Yeah. 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 Okay. It looks like half of an index card. If you took an index card, cut it in half. Or a small index card. Small yeah. index card, maybe. All right. The the front picture is a little girl. Oh, the, Nardo's has. Oh my Bam. gosh. Look, that's almost. Nardo's has an index card. <laughs> the consummate. Is, it's almost the size of an index tonight, card. So that's why. Yeah. Uh, all right, the the front picture is a girl, um, pink dress, little frilly. She's leaning on what looks to be like a couch. Yep. Side of a couch. She's got pretty hair. It's a it's not a photograph. It's a painting, or it might be one of those tinted co- it's photographs. The first Olin Mills photo. <laughs> it looks very much like a 1987 horrific Olin Mills photo. <laughs> If it was in 1902. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Right. Mm-hmm. All right. Now the back says uh, 12 good reasons why the women's suffrage uh, stove polish is preferred to all others. Wow. <laughs> yeah. wow. Women's suffrage brand stove merch. polish. Yeah. It's merch. merch. Yes. They're using the women's movement to sell stove polish. Which brings us to the... That's when you know you've made it as a movement. That, you have right. to cover administrative costs. Yeah. yeah. I mean, <laughs> it's just hilarious. At some point it gets co-opted by somebody with a factory. I'm just waiting for the Me Too movement to sell vacuums or something. I think that would See, be perfect. Well, mean, not vacuums. <laughs> And that's fine. Well, I mean, stove polish also stove doesn't polish. seem well, like that's, that's what I'm saying. Very feminist. Yeah. That's that's what's so. There's so many that things. That, it, that's the, that's why Absolutely. I said it. Yeah. There's so it. many things about this that are hilarious. Yeah. Stove polish? Are you kidding? There's, you know, this. I mean, come on. But pick the, something else. Yeah. This is. Ludicrous. Don't you think that it's split a faction too, where like one sect is like that's bullshit, and then people are like, well, I mean, I do need to clean my stove, so it's like <laughs> it's also another, creating oh. a new different. Uh, this diversion. thing is just as interesting to me as the coin. Yes. Yep. This is a little. This is a little thing people to hand out in the store to try to sell your damn stove polish, right? Absolutely. So it, those were circulated in the south. Right, and then Probably, maybe there was yeah. like another version. Oh, yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> right. For like another version. Working as a police officer, or something. right? <laughs> Women's suffrage police officers. Yeah, yeah that's great. That's great. I mean, it's it just, but it does. I'm this kind of guy that immediately is annoyed with capitalism that is getting in the way of morality. Oh, you know yeah. what I mean? It absolutely is. It's it's annoying to me, but I'm I've been wrong about. Everything in my life, literally everything. Is there a way you could connect a movement to capitalism, and and you know, does it help you? Do you know what I mean? Is it if you if you're selling Martin Luther King bobble dolls, you know, bobblehead dolls? At the, I mean, what is it? It seems immoral to me to to do such a thing. But I mean, they're all graven images, basically. It's <laughs> idolatry in a certain way. It's not yeah. Jesus himself or Muhammad. Uh, asterisk. Um, Peace be upon him. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Uh, I want to read first, second, and twelfth because I think they're connected. These are these are three different reasons on this woman's suffrage stove polish. First, this is the reason we should use. This is the reason right. we should. The it's a uh, reason it's preferred to all others. First, it is the and then in bold largest package of stove polish in the world. Uh, second, it is the neatest. And then I'm skipping to twelfth. 
it is the handsomest polish in the world. You've basically <laughs> said three adjectives mm-hmm. that yeah. who gives two shits about. Right. Neatest, <laughs> handsomest, and largest package. Nice. So strange. And, 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 and immediately... Reasons. Immediately, neatest, handsomest, and largest package. I mean, that is, you know, here's gonna, another. That's a good way. To I really want to. Yeah, here's a gay rights product for uh, money. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, well, that, people, that'll be the descriptors on my gay rights knob polish. Well, <laughs> oh boy, like, like, um, like you know, if if you have, you know, gay rights rainbows bumper stickers, people are selling them, making money. Oh yeah, you know, I mean, what's wrong with that? Mm-hmm. I'm asking myself, you know, I'm being judged, you know. I'm, it depends I'm, on who's selling it. If you're trying to take a product that you don't, like, it, it'd be like if, a, 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 you know, a Christian Republican who doesn't support it is just like, well, I'm going to sacrifice my morals to sell it and make money off of it, you know. But it helped. That's And he keeps the profit. You- kind of advance a cause to have the influence that money provides then maybe there's but I also don't think that, that. You know what I mean? that's what I'm I mean, saying it yeah. might be necessary within our system but you can't uh, break an idea out without making money for it but I don't think stove polish is helping money for it. suffrage. It, I mean it's and if you don't do it probably just one of those less will and they'll make money off of it yeah it's somebody right? else making making money off their movement, like, uh, what? like the a same. rainbow cup at Starbucks. Nardos, it's the same reason comedians are underpaid. <laughs> because yeah. people you guys get so paid. In... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Barely. Uh, you're under underpaid. <laughs> um, the rainbow general, the right. rainbow Starbucks thing's a good example. Mm. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean or the the pink cancer cups or whatever. Right. I mean you you know I don't know. There's just something about who I am and my genetics or whatever that just, ugh, I just feel gross about that whole thing. Yeah. But realistically, you number one thing, you need to get the message out. Because the yeah. number one thing is you got to start an argument. Mm-hmm. Nothing, you're not going to win without starting an argument. Mm-hmm. You have to get the country pissed off first, right? Mm-hmm. And then convince them that you're right. You know, and then ostracize anybody who is trying to <laughs> derail the organization. Yeah, I mean... There's no, there's no set recipe for getting this stuff through. Otherwise, we'd be doing it. Right, but I keep thinking that it's not studied enough. Like, the actual just how to win. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not like, let's study the women's movement. Oh, let's memorize these names. No, I'm talking about how do you win. Yeah. You know, it's not studied enough. There should be, you know, groups that are like, you know, how do you get all the zoos shut down how do you stop the disgusting behavior of large corporate mega farms that are ruining animals lives yeah. you know how do you how do you stop that well you don't stop it by crying about it you know you know you, mm-hmm. you, you if you need to cry go cry and then come meet us because we're gonna you know but there should be like literally there should be okay step one mm-hmm. here's the civil rights movement actually worked you know to to some degree mm-hmm. actually made some changes mm-hmm how did they make those changes? How did the women's movement make the changes? Do we need to stamp freedom for all animals on coins? Or is that a waste of our time? Right. Now it is. Pro- well, yeah, now. Because, yeah. you know, it, the, only thing, the only people that it's going to affect now are coin collectors. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't even saying that. I just, I mean, like, because there's the social media aspect. Like, it, it, all that, you know, not propaganda, but all that, those messages are out there constantly. So you see it. Um, how you know bad this is for you, or how bad this is for animals? I'm going with the zoo and right. shutting down farms. But I was going to say this: Do you think it's easier to start something new now, or take something away? 
I was, think was it easier to get almond milk started, or is it easier to take away growth hormone in milk? Oh, it's a. I think it's. I think it's a lot easier to get almond milk started. What uh-huh. would you think, Brent? I, I mean, because that's a different product that you can make money separately from. Yeah. So it doesn't solve the original problem. Uh, they still. So, hormones and the milk. so I think the way, because of this, I think the way to win is introduce an alternative and get everyone switching to that, and that drives profits down for the other. So really, and you, you are shitting you on another to bring yourself out. Yeah. And then you create an incentive for the people creating the first problem to try to solve it. Yep. Mm-hmm. I think it's. A, I think just, and I haven't thought about this at length, but I think it's easier to get things started now just because of the, you know, the internet and all mm-hmm. that stuff. But it's much harder to get them past a point. Yeah. It's easy to get a small thing going with a small group mm-hmm. of people. Yes. But to get something as large as the labor movement in this country, or yeah. the civil rights movement in this country, yep. to get something that big. And they didn't even have internet. No. Right. Mm-hmm. Then I think it actually, the internet hurts for that kind of huge scale movement. I could be wrong. I don't know. That's just my gut feeling. I mean, it's just like there were different branches of civil rights. Like Malcolm X was more, he was feared and hated by way more people, I, I, you know, than liked him. Uh, yeah, which but was But so but was Martin helped. Luther King at the time, and then we rewrote the history about them. Right, but that but that I don't helped. know when the change actually happened that they actually right. caught on. It may yeah. just also be like a, a a moment in time that influences kind of our decision to accept a different way because I think um, part of what helped gain support for women having um, the right to vote is their successful contribution to the first war, and once oh. once men realized that. They do have the mental strength to do that kind no, of work. No, you're right. And do have we, the we physical fortitude. But when, I think when all the men argue. left, that was they were the people who were left. Yeah. But I think you're putting it politely. <laughs> I, I think actually, no, I, I'm not going to use But it's polite. undeniable, right? It, it, yeah, point. I think somebody had to be in the factories. I think you're waiting. right about that, but you're putting it hopeful. Oh. And I don't like that. <laughs> I don't think men ever realized that intellectually that women. You know, because of the World War One, you know, and now they deserve. I think it just became obvious. Right. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like there were a percentage, a, very, a large percentage of the country that was for gay marriage. And then there was a larger percentage that it became harder for them to deny it. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. it's just now you can't even argue against right. it. Right. Now right. you're a lunatic if you argue against it. You're considered a right-wing evangelist. Mm-hmm. And so you don't want to be that, so you just join this other group. You know, and I think that's kind of what happened to the women's movement. Is just it became so obvious. Absolutely. And World War One really helped make it even more obvious. You thought you were better than women because you work at a factory. Well, look at her. Nardos has been working there since you've been gone. Yeah. I mean, I think your was, your your argument is gone. Right. I think you a lot of it was World War Two for us. I think it might have been more World War One in Europe. I yeah. think you're right. But it's but, a gradual but, process. But then all it was around. cascading, so yeah. you saw. Women get the right to vote in yeah. the UK and all those other countries. No, and then eventually people came, came from there who campaigned for rights there and came here and campaigned for rights here. Mm-hmm. And when it, things start dominoing like that, it's just, it's kind of like that's just a major thing. But uh, like we need to wrap this up. But you know, with something that occurred to me is maybe the most successful, uh, not left or right wing, but one of the most successful ways to win is the Bible. I mean, mm. 
Look at how many. Look at the influence that thing had on people. It still yeah. got influence over Nardos during this discussion. Right. <laughs> yeah. Peace be with her. Um, <laughs> what books did they choose not to put in, and which books did they put in? I mean, a decision like that is not that unfamiliar as, you know, do we want to allow Stanton to to go on with this women? Is it? You know, what stories are going to hook people to our cause? Yeah. We have a mission. We have something we want to, we have a goal we want to attain. Mm-hmm. Looking at all the stories, Stanton's out. Mm-hmm. She's Jesus at five killing people. Mm-hmm. Eh, doesn't help our cause at all. <laughs> out. This one's out. You know, uh, Malcolm X, eh, this isn't helping, you know, yeah. boom. Don't, you know, mm-hmm. you're building your own lie. You're yeah. building your own myth with a, with an aim at a goal, you know. So, women's soccer team, should we pump it, should we not? Yes, it's working. Yeah. Yes, people mm-hmm. like it's like, making people it to like stuff it. people care about cuz yeah. they believe in already. How do people we sell love our this. product? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're going to make this beer that's really good and then have, you know, the women's soccer team wrapped around it and is this helping? Yes, it is. Keep doing it. You know, is you know, all that kind of decision making. And you think about something, someone like Stanton, for example, I think in this, in this Bible of hers that she wrote, it's pretty radical what she's trying to do for the time, you know? Very and radical, I, I think. I think in yeah. here she's referring to the Trinity as the mm-hmm. Father, the Son, and the Holy Mother. Yeah. <laughs> wow. So the spirit is out. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. imagine convincing people that that's the way to look at it now. There's already a different Holy Mother. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it was mm-hmm. this was rat from what I've read about it. Uh, if memory serves, I mean, the, this was radical within the movement. Yes, women weren't ready. I don't yeah. even think all women were ready for that. No, there you were women I mean? within the feminist movement, major figures that disagreed with not only her and 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 believed that she's leading us off, but they disagreed with this well, Bible. And yeah. the you know. thing is, she's engaging in revisionism. Hardcore, yes. sure. Mm-hmm. Yes. But, of course, she the is. people who wrote that. We're absolutely intentionally sexist. Yes. Um, I've got uh, Oxford Bible, which is like the a version of the Bible with a million different notes uh-huh. under everything mm-hmm. from religious scholars what, what from notes, different yeah. religions all over the place. Um, just every detail that they could include in it. Mm-hmm. And the funniest thing uh, from that version of the, the Bible that I have um, is that in the letters of Paul at... The beginning of the passages, it says brothers and sisters hmm. in the translation, and then there's an asterisk, and you go to the bottom of the page, and it, you see the asterisk, and it says brothers. Ah. Ah. That's amazing. That perfectly sums it up. Perfect. Wow. I like that. All right, my friends. Uh, we have Brent, thank you for being here. Oh, I'm honored. <laughs> Nardos, yeah, I will definitely have you back. I I love that. And Garrett, this it's is great. Thank you. I'm glad we were able to. And uh, it, this, I do not recommend this hotel. <laughs> way too loud. Way way. It too worked loud. way too well. <laughs> uh, thank you so much for listening and um, check out other podcasts. Thank you so much. Bye bye bye. That's good. Stuart Huff's Obsessive Curiosities is an on-tour production. Matt Holt, producer. Matt Holt also wrote that sentence. If you want to support us, please rate and review us on iTunes. Anything you do is greatly appreciated. You can visit our Facebook page also at Stuart Huff's Obsessive Curiosities. 
We'll post items of interest there, and you can chit-chat with other obsessives. I even stop by from time to time to see if I can buy anything from anybody. I've been Stuart Huff. If you've liked my obsession as much as I do, thank you very much for listening to me.